Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Badass Asian Dudes Podcast, the Bad Podcast. Uh, today, I'll be your new host, Sabo Shen. And if you guys have listened to this before, you might be listening for Chris Kim's voice, but he's off doing different things right now. But we love the concept of the Badass Asian Dudes. We wanted to keep this Facebook page alive, this community alive. So I have three of our other moderators of the uh, Badass Asian Dudes podcast with me today. We're just going to do a quick introduction of who we are, why we're here, and what we're um, trying to do with this group. So without any further ado, let me introduce you to one of our other co-hosts today, Victor Sung. Victor Ang, sorry, not Victor Sung. All good. Uh, my middle name is Sing, so actually that kind of worked if you <laughs> used the full name. But uh, no, this is super cool. Um, I, I actually found out about the Badass Asian Dudes through Sabo as well and uh, started listening to the podcast and I'm super honored and grateful to actually even be here. So um, excited to you know continue this mission of really helping helping our Asian brothers um, become more emotionally intelligent, become more understanding of themselves and their role, how their emotions can play a role in how they act or behave, um, and how to deepen their our relationships with ourselves and those around us. Um, I think we, we all kind of came together with that sort of mission in mind. And um, so, yeah, honored to be here, uh, and I'm I'm excited to to continue this thing. All right, Nicholas Hong, would you like to do a quick introduction of yourself? For sure, yeah, Sabo, uh, good to be here. Yeah, this is Nick. Um, you know, Sabo, I met you over dinner along with Michael Wu, who's got going a bit on his intro, and uh, yeah, it's just really cool to be part of the Bad community. I remember getting invited from my buddy Luke uh, to come into Bad, and immediately being really attracted to the idea of what bad really is, right? Uh, and my version of badass Asian dudes is just like picturing somebody who's like super independent, able to do what he wants on his own terms. And it's an idea that I feel like I live out sometimes in parts of my life and that I also aspire to, you know? Like uh, I'm an MIT grad, I've done MMA, done a cage fight, hit and like road motorcycles, and a lot of things I like consider bad, but like over the years, I think what I've realized is I really believe what's making me feel like a badass is actually my internal game and being able to get really in touch and master what I am inside. And I would love to bring that to other people, talk about that, be like what it's like being a badass and living that badass life, especially as a badass Asian. So yeah, super happy to be here. Really glad that I can help moderate the group and be a part of this community and, you know, get to meet with you guys and talk about like what makes us badass and what we can do to, for the badass Asian dude community. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much for that intro, Nick. And yeah, that was an awesome bowl of ramen that we shared. And I think that's a great segue to our uh, fourth host today, Michael Wu. Michael Wu, can you say hello to everyone? Hey, I'm Michael. Um, I'm a software engineer living out my dreams in Japan and, you know, trying to experience as much of life as I can. Um, I was also invited to the Badassation Dudes group initially through the same friend, Luke, and I was immediately attracted to a, what I was looking for was a community of like-minded, uh, like-minded guys who were high achieving but not just high achieving but overall complete as a whole and for myself personally i've noticed that uh, what's made the biggest difference in my life uh, is that internal confidence that can drive those and can drive those external things and yeah i'm really really excited to keep this group going keep that energy and um, one thing I really like to do is bring lots of people together, which is one of the reasons why I run, run the social hours. I just like 
connecting all sorts of people who would, I think would mesh well together. So yeah, just excited to see where where we, where we can bring this. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys. And, you know, for those that are watching or just listening, you know, we have a pretty diverse set of moderators on this group. You know, we all do a bunch of different things. You know, uh, in case you guys don't know me, my name is Sabo Shen. I run um, three cannabis st hardware startups, Vape Exhale, Hanu Labs, and Burner Lab. I'm also a father. And I'm really happy to be part of Badass Asian Dudes because this is something that I really wish was around when I was younger. You know, I think I'm one of the oldest guys in the group at 43 years old. And I really look forward to learning from, you know, those that are younger than me and teaching those that are younger uh, than me as well. So I thought maybe a good way that we could utilize this podcast, you know, is talk about, you know, what did being a badass Asian dude mean to you when you were younger? And what does it mean to you now? You know, and I think Nick went into a little bit of that. But um, Victor, do you want to, you know, be the first to start this off? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, it's, it's definitely evolved for sure. And, you know, I, I, I think about the, the limited perceptions or perspectives of, of what even a man looks like in, uh, for me growing up, you know, and, and then being an Asian man, even more limited, you know, and growing up and seeing, you know, the very narrow sense of what badass meant, it's like, you know, smoking some cigarettes, uh, you know, being all muscular looking, you know, attracting all the girls. And, and I like, I was so about it. I'm like, dude, how do I, how do I, how do I be that badass? You know, like, um, so I would like try to hang out with all the popular kids in school, like in my high school. Uh, and, uh, and, and I thought just by association that I would be like badass just hanging out with them. Um, but I was, I was that kind of shy, kind of timid, goody two shoe kid that like, didn't really know what to say. Um, I was just kind of awkward all the time. Like, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't until, um, I started connecting with my other, um, Asian friends and with heritage throughout high school and, and college that it, it really, helps connect me to something that I knew was like so like you know it's true and honest inside you know it's kind of hard to describe but um anyway that's that's what that definition of being a badass had kind of evolved for me is is not just trying to look like something not just trying to like you know get all these things I, I think another thing I've, I'm learning too is I'm going throughout my career, I got the good job. I got the, you know, a high paying salary. I bought a house. I have a freaking Tesla, which is sick by the way. So everybody should definitely get one low key flex. No, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm super grateful that I am able to get to this place to have all these things, but like, uh, but there was still something very much lacking internally for me, uh, to, for me to be able to challenge things to, to think more critically, to, to challenge authority, right? To be more assertive in what I wanted, uh, to actually ask for it. Like I was very stagnant in my career and, and not getting promotions, not getting a team put under me because I just wasn't able to, you know, communicate and articulate myself. Um, so long story short, it's, it's a lot of this development of like uh, really come to terms with me and like really being honest with 
what I want, not thinking that that's selfish, not, not shaming that or not, you know, getting too caught up in what everyone's going to think or perceive um, and just redefining that for myself. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. And, you know, I think the interesting thing about that is you were someone on the surface, you know, you had the job, you had the Tesla, and there was something about that that was still not fulfilling for you, you know? And I think it's, it's admirable that you're kind of stepping out of the matrix and doing your own thing. And you could lead by example, not just by telling people in the badass Asian dude, you know, do what you love. Um, it's going to make you happy while, you know, you're still working the same job at your company. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, and now let's segue to uh, Michael Wu. Um, what about you? You know, like, how would you define how you perceive being a badass Asian dude before? And, and what, what about now? Yeah. Um, growing up, I don't know. There weren't that many badass Asian dude role models out there. Uh, there are the martial artists, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Donnie Yen. Um, outside of that, not too many. Um, there are other male models, uh, male role models I look to maybe on screen, um, like masculine news, masculine media fit figures or like movie stars or that kind of thing. Or, or business leaders that I look to, uh, maybe Jared, like Jerry Yang or the, the guy, the founder of, um, NVIDIA, uh, Jen Xu Huang. Um, there's also like, like kind of limited view. Um, so back then I, I kind of saw being a badass Asian dude as really tied to external success without really thinking about what internally that would take to get there. Um, yeah. And when I was growing up, I was, I mean, I wasn't the, I wasn't the uncool kid, but I wasn't the cool kid. <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up in a pretty, um, academically focused, uh, acad uh, academically focused environment where everyone was just like striving to accomplish as much as they could to get into that great college and then go on to that good career. And so, um, uh, I was shy, awkward. <laughs> never got the girl uh, but you know studied hard was smart hung out with other similar Asian guys or I don't know kind of skinny awkward but like I accomplished and uh, transitioned to got into good schools and did well and kept going from there but I was still always like it was like a gradual transition I was always like kind of shy and socially awkward inside um, but then I just started to really open up when I was like graduating and going to grad school, I started just really putting my, just really, really putting my doubt self out, out there. Um, like building community, doing weird things like <laughs> putting myself in like male model fashion shows or whatever. Uh, but getting really involved, um, in leadership roles. And I feel like that started to expand my social circles and I started to discover that love um of socializing so um like networking incessantly uh, incessantly uh, but coming out of grad school i mean i'm just fresh out of my fresh out of my career no money um so i still felt that a bit of like not that much self-confidence um i would just be trying stuff but you know i didn't have money and just getting started um but as i continue to go on on later in my career i started to build those wins um the startups I worked at were relatively lucky and those did well. And um, 
I started to realize that overall in my career, um, I was doing fairly well. So that as the more I built up my network, the more I socialized, the 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 more confidence I um, felt. But I always still felt a little bit hollow in some ways. Like I didn't feel that the I didn't feel the hardship that were was would be required to build character. And I always felt a little bit like unconfident in some ways. Um, that changed a bit last year. I did a lot of thinking last year and I'd had huge life transitions last year, but now I feel like it's really like along with building that um, minimum foundation to, to deliver your full potential out to the world. Uh, it's also being a badass is like having that internal compass, having a bit of that um, minimum accomplishment and really making an impact in your community. I think, whatever you define community as it could be uh, as small or large as you care but just making that impact to the the things you care about thank you for sharing that you know i i really love that story of kind of like the shy awkward kid you know and then you had certain role models that you tried to kind of emulate and then you kind of came into your own in grad school and then as you worked in your career and started getting more wins you know started pushing yourself into more things that were uncomfortable for you. And ultimately I have seen like how much you love community, how you love organizing things. And you know, what I really love about this is, you know, none of us are showing up here saying like we're perfect. You know, like I think we're showing up to say, Hey, this is what we've done. And this is what we want to improve on. And that's really cool, Michael. Like I, I, I've actually, you know, since when I first met you with Nick, you know, I've actually seen you kind of like, continually grow you know i saw the parties that you threw you know like all those crazy outfits that you wear and i find it's like really cool you know and i love that you're like so into food because you know i i really feel like food is something that you know that's why they call it breaking bread you know like when you when you connect with people over food there's just something about it like it kind of lowers your guard and allows you to um enjoy that person even more you know like can you talk a little bit about your relationship with food you know because i always see you with these like beautiful pictures and it makes me so hungry every time i open up facebook and i see you uh sure um when i was growing up uh both my parents worked pretty late my mom wouldn't come back until maybe like i don't know 8 7 38 p.m so i would just like i was getting hungry so I normally just drive over to the grocery store, run over the grocery store, buy some things and just try to cook things by myself. And then coming out, uh, food has always been like a super important part of my life, like trying out restaurants and everything. Um, but then coming out of the real world where I'm like, oh, wait, I have a kitchen now. Um, what can I do with that? And seeing how other people love food. Um, so it's simultaneously a combination of just like trying to find the best food out there, but then realizing that maybe maybe it's kind of like an engineer mindset where like i feel like like an engineer and creative mindset where i'm like wait like given these tools uh and given these tools and ingredients uh i can actually create these amazing experiences at home both for myself uh as well as like as well as like to my friends and like my friends um really love that and i find like those are those are like my favorite times that really get me like endear like endear me to others and like giving giving enjoyment to others is one of the big things as well as and that also applies to like like finding the best restaurants out there is also like like people get people get wowed by that 
too. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. uh, <laughs> my, I have a little favorite story of how like I'd be wandering around burning man with crazy things like carbonated fruit or showing up in the middle of the desert with oysters <laughs> on a Wednesday and people are like, what in the world, what are oysters doing? Like halfway through burning man in the middle of the desert, like 400 miles from just the sea and just blowing people's minds. <laughs> that's cool and you know like what's really cool about that is um you know mike i i think that the reason why i asked that question is i I was hoping you would answer it that way which is you know like cooking food and nourishing others it's important to you because it enriches the lives of other people and i think that's one of the fundamental tenets that we want here in badass asian dudes is we want to make ourselves better, but we want to make all the people around us even better too. And I think this is a nice segue uh, before we get to our last host, Nick Hong. And here's a little story I've never shared with anyone, but you know, I'm five foot eight. And whenever I see like tall guys, especially tall Asian dudes, in my mind, I automatically kind of make them my enemy, you know, and Nick is like six feet tall and over. Uh, six, like more, more than six feet tall. And then when I saw his profile picture, I was like, he's a good looking dude too. He's a <laughs> good looking Asian dude. That's tall, man. I really like jealous of this guy. And then he wrote this article on medium where he talked about emotional intelligence. And I was like, Oh shit. You know, like this guy is actually like really, really cool. And uh, then I ended up meeting up with Nick and Mike for lunch. And here we are, you know, running this podcast. So Nick, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, when you were younger, how what did you define as a badass Asian dude and what's your definition of that now yeah thanks man Uh, thanks for the compliments too appreciate that I can always use more people telling me I'm good looking right but uh you know I um you know when I was younger it was interesting because I grew up pretty bullied and uh like I remember just getting like pushed around a lot and like I was chubby I was like I was kind of that smart ass where I like had all the answers but like didn't realize that nobody wanted to argue with me you know one of those kids that's how I grew up. And like, I ended up taking that with me to MIT. And then, I don't know, it was interesting because like at MIT, I like, I think I've always wanted to be badass. And you like kind of identify these like exterior qualities of people you think are badass. And that's like an interesting uh, discussion of itself when it comes to like, are there enough Asian men out there for us to look at them and say, that's the kind of badass I want to be, right? I don't know if there's anyone that fully embodied every different part of the badassery that I'd like to be, but I think maybe closest like Bruce Lee. I really liked a lot, like a lot of what he represents, right? Um, like I, I'm really into martial arts like he is. I love reading. I found out recently that he's a huge bibliophile, had a huge library at his place. He cares a lot about a lot of a variety of topics. And I think, you know, I, I really aspire to have like his mentality about things. And like, as I've gotten older, the thing I think I've realized more and more from when I was younger, it was all about like, hey, get a six pack, like, go get a good job and like be that person that other people can admire. That's what I thought was badass. But as you get older and like, especially as I like study more of the people I, I think are super badass, I realize it's actually so much more about the mental game that produces these outward results. Right. And that's what I really think I have really come into like fully wanting to, and like more embodying on my own now realizing like I've got this expression that I've taken from, you know, executive coaches, like, life is not lived from the outside in it's from the inside out the more you can get in touch with your own emotions and the more you understand your motivations and where you're going the more you can actually control and like kind of like make the life you want out of that um you know and like discovering that whole philosophy i think i've done like a bunch of like interesting random things like you know say but i know you're a jiu-jitsu fighter right like i did a cage fight back in 2012 and like like i really like took to like muay thai i love doing some instructing and that sort of stuff um 
but it wasn't like all those things like for martial arts i just remember like the mental game is what i really took away from it right like the ability to kind of just stare a guy down and let him punch me in the face but then react anyway and just kind of like allow myself not to get caught up in the heat of the emotions that's what felt badass about muay thai and these other martial arts it's like you know yeah you feel like a badass for being able to hit and take a hit but it's more about the mental game of what allows you to do that you know it's all that mental game so um yeah that's what i've really come down to and i think you know one element i want to throw in there that really matters to me a lot is just like i really admire my dad like both my parents own a business they've actually owned their own independent businesses uh many times over their lives um and they own a black beauty store right now, which is like a hard industry to be in long hours. You got to work with like, it's just a lot of like things to do that is a very Korean style business. Um, and there's just a lot, like my dad's been shot at like in like uh, uh, robbery attempts. He's had to like fight off people who are trying to shoplift. He's had to like, you know, like create an entire store setup that like is super high security. Um, and he just lived a life where I really admire the fact that he came into from Korea with like no money at all, like zero in his bank account. I think it was like actually like ten dollars something and he's made like this amazing life for me and my younger brother and like you know my entire family is like living a rich and not rich but like you know we did well we weren't we're not lower income anymore in houston you know so there's a lot i admire about his story and i realize he has a strong mental game too so reminds me i should talk to him more it's been a little bit since father's day but i gotta get in touch with him again anyway yeah that's how i think i've evolved in my badass definition in my head yeah oh Thank you for sharing that. It sounds like your dad was a badass Asian dude and he raised another badass Asian dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. So I guess uh, I'll, I'll close it out. You know, for me, you know, much like you guys, I, I had this definition of badass Asian dude, you know, the guy that was a high powered job, you know, had a lot of dope cars, you know, could, could get the sexual partners, whoever they wanted, you know, and for myself, that is the one thing that I chased my whole life. You know, I really, really chased it super hard. And what it ended up being was that I became a, a high achieving person. You know, every startup that I worked at, I was a number one sales guy there. Um, you know, like uh, uh, I, I didn't even want to go to law school. I ended up like scoring like super duper high on the LSAT just so I could tell people like, look, I could be just like an attorney too, you know, and I was doing so many things to impress so many other people and all the way to the point where, you know, I started my own company. I started three companies, you know, and every, anyone that knows me, they know that I love cannabis. They know that I love, you know, being healthy. And, you know, I run a company that allows people to consume cannabis in a healthy way. So on the surface, it looks like, you know, I have full control over my life. It looks like I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And, you know, the truth is that's not true. You know, like I'm a CEO because my dad was also a CEO. I wanted my dad's full acceptance. And, you know, my dad passed away about a month ago. And after he passed away, you know, all these feelings that I had about me not wanting to be a full-time CEO, you know, became very, very real because once he passed, you know, like number one, I knew I had my dad's um, my dad's approval but this was just a story that I was telling myself ever since I was young you know like people will like me more if I give them free vaporizers people will like me more if I give them free weed you know and like I built like a really really big tribe around me but you know these were people that all wanted something from me or, or liked me because I wasn't being myself and now you know now that I have all these accomplishments and I noticed that you know my self-worth was tied to those accomplishments I realized like in order to be a true badass, I need to detach myself and my, and my own mental health from 
from only being happy when I achieve to being happy because I'm doing the things that I want. And I think with this group, what I'm so excited about is you guys have all taught me something very, very um, interesting and novel that have helped me. And, you know, we've been doing flow masters, which is another exercise and practice that I think really allows you to tap into your authentic self. So what I want to do for badass Asian dudes is to, you know, let people understand my story and that if you want to be an entrepreneur, that's okay. You know, I'm not saying don't be an entrepreneur, but I'm just saying we need to know ourselves better and really understand what we want to do and not be fooled into thinking you're doing what you want to do, but it's really someone else's dream. And that's a really, really deep thing and kind of complicated thing to unwind. But, you know, that's what I see as a badass Asian dude. And I see all of us as badass Asian dudes that are continually leveling up. So, you know, I've done a lot of talking right now. Does, does anyone want to add anything to uh, what we're saying over here? Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate all that was shared there. And, and what it makes me think a lot about too, is that um, we, we get so much caught up in a, very fast paced world, you know, and I think a lot of us, including myself, felt trapped to that. And, and that's what we think is also badass, like, oh, you got to like, hit all these tick marks, basically, like checkpoints that will make you look cool in the eyes of others and, and whatnot. And, and, um, and I think that's super important. Like, I love the hustle just as much as the next guy. I think what we forget, though, is the evaluation part of that action you know it's the it's the fact that it's a it's a loop and that you know you if you keep acting just for the sake of acting without slowing down without really reconnecting with what's driving us in the first place without you know what is a a more internal why that can really push you through like you'll get so debilitated by any of the obstacles that do come up right or maybe the negative emotions that you do feel the discomforts the fear the sadness it, it can be really um inhibiting so a lot of what we would love to start building more in this community which again i'm super grateful to be a part of um, and humbled for sure but like want to just provide more of that space for that evaluation that again, not many of us really have, you know, um, and, and feeling okay with it, not feeling like it's a weird thing to be emotional or that it's like a, you know, like a, it, it's, it's too heavy or dark or whatnot, um, but just allowing that space. And I like to think of it in like video game terms for anybody who's a gamer, like, you know, when you're in a, that mini math, it's like all that fog around you when you first start, right? Uh, if if we don't go and explore that fog, we don't know what treasures or new armor or new things we could. Of course, we're going to find enemies. We're going to find like things who are going to knock us down and maybe, you know, take a take half our HP out or something. Right. But if we don't take the risk to go and explore that fogged area, you know, it, you, you're only going to be stuck in pellet town. Right. Like pokemon reference <laughs> uh, so so yeah so i think this is what we want to also provide is just that space to feel comfortable and and know that you don't have to do this alone that if you can surround yourself with other people who are also adopting that growth mindset and really wanting to go after a life that 
you know, is going to benefit them, that then you could share that with more, you could fill up your own cup to pour more for others, you know, so um, yeah, that's, that's something I, I, I definitely and I know uh, everyone else here is, is super passionate about too. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. So oh, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to add on to there, Victor. It's also cool, I think, on top of that, like, shared community, that feeling like you don't have to do alone. I think there's sort of something really special about uh, a community of Asian guys all, like, talking about this sort of thing, right? There's a connectedness there, I think, in, like, you know, the way the world treats us, the way we view certain topics, uh, you know, like, whether you're, like, an a Asian guy who grew up in the West or somebody who's coming from the East, coming into the Facebook group more on, uh, from that perspective, there's always something interesting that does tie us all together in our worldview, and how we care to see the world and you know especially if you're like an asian guy from the west one thing i think is really like awesome to think about is just like how amazing we have this opportunity to like combine the western eastern views in our upbringing and our lives and like bring them together because there's a lot of truth and value in both of those and like that's something i want to explore with a bunch of other asian guys and badass asian too is this idea that um, we can have unique perspectives that really make us special as asian guys and own badass in that specific sense badass asian dudes Uh, I love the exclamations from uh, both of you guys, Victor and Nick. Um, yeah, it's about, it's being about mindful, but embracing your inner self. It's not suppressing your own emotions because that's just going to make you frustrate inside. And for myself, I've always been about um, making, making myself being able to be as capable and experience as much as I can. Uh, that's not that's that's separate from the external achievement part and uh, now as an asian guy uh asian american guy from the west living out in asia in japan and like trying to make my impact there it's um it's also an interesting perspective to bring over uh so yeah just really excited about the direction that we can take this um sebo i, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about where we wanted to take this podcast and what uh what future viewers and listeners can expect yeah absolutely you know like th this is an evolving project for us you know so nothing is set in stone but we definitely want to invite a lot more guests on here you know different asian males that are doing interesting things whether professionally artistically spiritually you know we're going to have um courses and um different things that you can part uh, participate in like entrepreneurship eq relationships um you know the whole gamut and really i think what we really want to offer is how do you become a complete human being and you know some of it will be hey you know in order to be in a good mood well your body has to be in good shape you know it's like the body really leads the mind you know so we have guys like brandon scott chin that are great at leading exercises that could help you get more in touch with your body you know we have people like gavin and victor and edwin that are mindset and eq coaches and yeah, you know, like I'm really excited to to open this up. And for anyone listening, if you guys have ideas or anyone that you think should be on the podcast or different type of courses that you would like to see, you know, please message us, leave us a review, um, let us know on the Facebook page because we're very open to this. And I think one of the things that um, we all agree upon is that, you know, like we have some of the answers, but we don't have all of the answers. And we're going to do this as a community project. So your input is very, very important to us. And, um, you know, I wasn't expecting you to ask me this question so early. Do, do you guys have anything to add to this? Yes. No, I really appreciate that, too. It, it's, um, 
again to that theme of just like this is the space to build up this this muscle like it's a, it's like a gym right and and you build it up in this place where then you could go out and climb that mountain you know or or uh talk to that girl or you know get that promotion or whatever right but it's having that more safe space to develop these skills in in full on on authenticity um and so a lot of what that looks like is yeah just more community events like in-person meetups i know um that was something that was done with this group before which is super cool um you know so in-person meetups once the pandemic is over if whenever that is but um right now we're doing virtual social hours right every other saturday we're we're getting together to um just just casually meet other people but also starting to experiment with what that might look like if we had more of a facilitated kind of conversation um and and really have more deep more meaningful talks as well um and then you know one thing that i personally would love to see out of this community as well is retreats right uh it would be super cool if we can get this to a point and again whoever is listening to this like we are fully uh you know open to to what you guys want to hear about or or what you want to to learn more about as well but um yeah if we could have like you know in person meetups around the world and and have that sort of like more intentional kind of meetup where we're here to to grow together we're here to challenge each other we're here to help each other see blind spots and and help ourselves be better asian men um that that would be an awesome thing to see in the future. Yeah, you know, I think the emotional check-ins is one of the things that um, not a lot of people really know about. I, I mean, shit, I, myself, you know, I just started doing them, but there's a lot of value in being supported by other Asian men. And, you know, for myself, I grew up, I have about a hundred different cousins, you know, I'm not exaggerating. And there's only three boys. So I grew up with all women and, you know, I had a lot of support from the women. And, you know, one thing that I realized was I would always, I would talk to my uh, guy friends about sports and business and investment and real estate. And then whenever I would have something emotional to talk about, I would go find my female friends. And that was a great, you know, outlet, you know, like there's nothing wrong with that, but there's just some certain things that they don't quite understand. So when I first did the emotional check-in that, uh, 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 just a little plug here that Victor Ung led for us, um, you know, and being supported by other Asian men, it was a, man, I, it's hard to describe, you know, it was just like such a different feeling knowing that I'm talking to people that really understand what I'm going through and they're not there to judge. They're not there to give advice. They're just there to support. And I think when other bad members feel that, you know, not think that, as Bruce Lee says, how do you feel, right? How do you feel? You know, when they feel that, it's going to make a difference in their lives. And I think that's why all of us, you know, we all have like full-time jobs, but we're ready to commit our time to this, to help build the next generation of badass Asian dudes so that they could grow up in a world where they don't get triggered when they see William Hung on TV and think if the world sees William Hung, they're going to think I'm some limp dick Asian dude that can't sing. No, they're going to be like, hey, that's a cool dude doing him. And I'm just going to do me. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up too. Again, it's this, it's this idea that, you know, there's lots of different types of people. And if we can just, you know, find what makes us, the, the world doesn't need to know, you know, the, the world doesn't need like, um, oh man, I'm trying to remember this quote, which is, I'm paraphrasing, but really what it comes down to is the world needs more people who come alive, right? And if, if you can come alive in your own way, that's all we're really asking for, you know? Um, and it's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing that you're going to hear from us is you're going to hear a lot of triggering ideas from us. And that's a good thing because we're going to want people to think deeply about certain things. And we hope that you guys help us think deeply about new ideas too. You know, as we said, we're not here to just teach. We're here to be taught as well and to grow and evolve and become the best badass Asian dude that we can. And that's exciting for me. That's super exciting for me. So, you know, I think this is a great kind of way for us to end our first podcast. You know, we all had a chance to talk about what Badass Asian Dudes meant to us and what it's going to mean to us in the future. Does anyone have any last words that they'd like to communicate before we sign off? I can say a little bit here. I'm really glad I met you guys, man. I think um, one thing that I want to be like cognizant of is the times are in, right? Like, there's a world pandemic happening right now. We have mass protests throughout the U.S. due to racial tensions. Um, you know, there's never been a better time for us as guys to take a step back and think about how we want to approach this world and how we want to show up. Right? Um, as Asian men, there's like an interesting place we occupy when it comes to these racially motivated protests. Uh, as men, just like it's important for us to be considerate and intentional with the you know, troubled times we find ourselves in. And, you know, it's been amazing for me to connect with you guys because I've only met, I've met two of you. Uh, one person like Michael, I knew for a while, but Seba, I only met you really briefly. And Victor, I've never actually met you in person, but I feel so connected with you because of our talks and us like looking into bad and really doing what we can to make this like a great community. And I really want for other Asian guys and badass Asian dudes to be able to find that sense of community and to let that uh, help them bring their best and their true selves to the world. Like Victor, you were saying, come alive in each their own way, right? And I think if we can do that, even in times of COVID and stress, we can absolutely do that when this is all blown over and we get to like really make some mark in the world, you know? So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I really appreciate that. What this work is too, this inner work on ourselves, like transcends all the different it transcends politics it transcends like whatever side you just you want to be on whatever beliefs that you might have but it, it's um this understanding that we're all humans here and that uh if we can really develop that social and emotional skill within us that um it can take us to so many more places that we we didn't think was possible so i think people said that you know, tough times are when character um, really shows and develops and people are going to come out of it stronger or as like anti-fragile. I've been reading that book or they're they're going to be they're going to be wrecked by it. And hopefully we can all grow and develop and come out of um, come out of these times stronger than ever. Oh man, shout out to Nassim Taleb with Anti-Fragile. What a great book. So I think this is a great um, way to end the podcast. If you guys are looking for some reading, go check out Nassim Taleb's book, Anti-Fragile. It's going to change your life. And yeah, man, for the first Pet Bad podcast coming back, 
I feel so good about this. And if you guys are listening to this podcast and you like it, please leave a review, share this with your friends, you know, leave some comments, give us that five star because badass Asian dudes, you know, we need some love too. So please give it to us. Um, like I said, share this with your friends and we are out. We'd love to see the comments too. Uh, well, also join the Facebook group on, uh, yeah. on Facebook. So Badass Asian Dudes, um, make sure you do actually answer the questions because we do take that pretty serious. We do want people who, who are more intentional about the groups to join. So um, check us out at facebook.com slash groups slash Badass Asian Dudes. All right. Sayonara, fellas. Peace. See you guys.